You can support this show at patreon.com slash ASA podcasting. Doodling around, toodling along. Meat week, meat week, gram love week of meat, meat sweet, meat treat. Gram gonna eat the meat. Who gonna eat the meat? Gram. Who gonna eat the meat? Humans. Who not gonna eat the meat? Charlie. Hello and welcome to the 377th edition of the Fallout Feed. I am Andrew, joined by a flock of my favorite Fallout folks. Tonight on the feed we have Jess. What is up, Jess? Hey, Andrew. Greeps, everybody. Also, Ray. What's going on, Ray? Hello, hello. And returning special guest for this week, we have Shaleen. What's up, Shaleen? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for hopping on. We love it when Shaleen comes on the show. Tonight on the Fallout feed, we have a little bit of gameplay, which includes getting into our little bit of our sort of uh, loosely organized round table <laughs> here that we're, uh, we're getting into... Um, What's it called? Hearts of something? Hearts of Darkness we're getting into and then uh, going off to getting off to Zion here. Uh, we, well, I brought a little bit of a game, but it sounds like Jess is already tired of it, so I don't know how many more you'll get of this, you guys. But uh, Business Bygones 4, will there be a 5? <laughs> or will it be a bygone? <laughs> It'll be a bygone itself. Uh, we also have uh, Shelter Corner. Jess, are you getting into some shelter? Oh, just I just added it there for you. It's it's you know a peace offering. Inspiring so many people in the Fallout community. Thanks, Jess, it's, for keeping Fallout Shelter alive and well in our. In our it's you know it's all my doing. It's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> Might as well encourage it. And a little bit of iguana bits and community shouts on our way out the door. So thanks everyone for tuning in. And why don't we go ahead and visit with Shalene a little bit? Hey Shalene, did you get a chance to play any video games this week? I played a little bit of Fallout. I played Fallout 76 specifically. Oh, nice. And I have some big news, you guys. Some uh -oh. big news. I We're... finished the scoreboard. <gasps> da, 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 da. Scorecation. Congratulations. Yes, we need a scorecation. We need a jackpot scorecation sound file, you guys. That's I need to make yes, a note to do that. Yes, a casino sound. You're like, and there was yeah, much rejoicing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm very happy about it. I had to use my trust fund Adams to buy out the last couple of seasons. So <laughs> I was determined that I was going to get to this one legit. And I did. So feeling good about that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And um, been playing a little bit of the meat week. Uh, ran some prime meat. Prime meat is a great way to get your levels. That's just that is such a good event for getting levels. And I feel very wealthy because I sell all the meat, uh, cook and sell all the meat. So um, just just rolling in caps. It's been glorious. Um, I don't know why that hasn't crossed my mind. That is a total money maker right there. Selling yeah. all that cooked meat. And XP. With with double XP right now, it is the XP machine. Oh, even it's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even at high levels, it's so easy to level with, with just doing... Wow. It pops up what like every 15 minutes. Yes, yeah. it's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. 
Um, so I was doing a, a daily op the other day. Um, Archon and I were doing a daily op. We hopped into, it was the burning mine and the enemy was scorched. And it felt like there were extra enemies. Like, I don't know why there were just like more enemies than usual. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I really hate cave crickets, right? Oh, they're the <laughs> worst. I, I hate yeah. it. They're the worst. They are the most terrifying enemy in Fallout 76. You know, I see a cave cricket. I freak out because they can take me down in one or two hits. Like a lot of times I'm dead before I know the cricket is there and they're like hiding in the grass, just waiting for me. I feel like they have a personal vendetta against me, these cave crickets. And in this particular daily op, there were just cave crickets coming out of the damn walls, you guys. It was, it was awful. There were so many cave crickets. They were everywhere. And I was, by, by the end of this daily op, I was running in circles around that little, that little bit of machinery on the, um, where the, uh, where the uplink is I was mm-hmm. just running in circles around it pursued by cave crickets <laughs> screaming like a little girl Archon's trying to kill the cave crickets but like he's laughing at me too so <laughs> it's just it was such a mess like a cave cricket so pie piper oh my goodness there so many crickets you can't kill them all just, oh, lose the humor of the I hate situation. them and why are they so tough why why are they so tough it's ridiculous what makes them so absolutely tough I don't know. Archon says that they have some kind of special armor piercing ability. Um, they're pinchers, yeah. I, I p- think pincers, they're just, yeah. I think they're evil. I, I think that they, they spawn from some kind of hell dimension. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, I, they're, they're little tanks. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they come for me personally. I, I feel like it's personal for these crickets. <laughs> we they, all have enemies like that. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Ray kind of had that with rad rats for a while. Like, they were always chasing him by Nemesis heels. I mean, it's those little guys. They come from behind. They jump up. I think the fact that they jump like liberators are hard to get a beat on. Too. Yes, and they're attacking yeah. you before you know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and so. same with cave crickets. Is they're really tough as you know when you're a melee character. Yes, because you know they're right there at your feet, and you're you know spinning around. And you can't hit them with your with your weapon, you know, it's one thing if, you know, if you're, if you're shooting them, you know, you can jump back and get some, some distance on them and, uh, and take them out. But with a melee, it's just brutal. That daily op went so poorly. We didn't even (laughs) get elder. We were like at nine minutes or something. So we went back in again because we had to. Oh my gosh. And and I, I went with a vampire's weapon and that went a little better. I think it was a 50 cal, a vampire's 50 cal. And I put on my power armor. I don't really like power armor, so I don't wear it that often. But uh, I found that it does improve my survivability. Imagine that. And I did recently craft a set of uh, Strangler Heart. So I'm very proud oh. of it. I Yeah. I love my Strangler heart. So doesn't that one look I, super swampy and have like yes. vines and stuff on it? Oh yes. yeah, that's great. Swamp thing. That's awesome. So I put that thing on and Archon turns to me and says, a shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good shrubbery. I like the laurels particularly. So yes, I, I put on my shrubbery. A what? <laughs> oh, oh, please, please, no more. 
and uh, picked up my vampires 50 cal and it went much better i still hated the cave crickets but i was able to hate them a little more aggressively this time and uh yeah that's that's really about all i've been doing i, I played for the first half of the week and uh i've been too busy with work the last half yeah. to really do much did the cave crickets did you notice them outside of the ops by chance too no there was, was one just... <laughs> you, you mentioned that there was just too many it seemed like there was too many there was um one daily ops i found the spawn point for the super mutants that were coming in and something was bugged because they just were a continuous flow they just kept as soon as you killed them uh... more just more would pop up more would pop up more and just it didn't matter how many you killed they just kept and the the i had to leave the daily ops eventually just because it wouldn't progress you know what i mean like there's right. some, something bugged that just kept spawning that one so when i left the daily ops i was uh it put me back on the map where i was normally but there was a tree that that spot that spawn point had also followed to the main map so the super mutants were still just spawning behind this tree but on the main map now so you like, had what? a magical super it's like tree? what the, yeah right behind those sprouting just super mutants like they're little elves or something it was crazy it's like a portal to Mariposa. That's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Also horrifying, but pretty cool. No. Eventually, it, it ran. The script ran out and it stopped. But uh, mm -hmm. it was. But it, it, I, it was weird that it carried over to the the main map. That's why I asked the cricket. You notice the crickets come over to the. The crickets did not. Thank goodness. That's oh, the kind of God. thing that would yeah. have me uninstalling. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Very Ooh, cool. Don't. I don't even like thinking about it be honest oh. just ooh, what a nightmare that would be a stephen king novella or two where the creatures in game start following you into real life jess there was oh. a huge cricket in my office today at work no there yes oh, oh. Uh, i was i was sitting in my office trying I'm, I'm going on vacation next week right so i was trying to get everything in order before i left the office so i'm really focused i'm i'm cranking out some numbers on my computer and the mayor is in my office uh, signing some paperwork and he says wow you know that's a huge cricket <laughs> and I'm like what and he's like yeah it's right there and I couldn't see it so I came out from behind the desk and sure enough giant cricket it was it was a big old cricket and uh, I try not to kill crickets in real life um I, I feel like they're not a harmful bug. So I, but I do want to relocate this cricket. I don't want them in my office. Uh, so I, I spend some time and I finally get him scooped up on a file folder and I, I'm gently lifting him. I'm going to carry him to the door and he jumps at me no. and I screamed and, and, and dropped the file folder and <laughs> This cricket just like ran away and I decided that he could stay. Uh, yeah. He can live in my office. So Do I have, hear him I have late a night? coworker. Have now. you heard I the have... chirping? <laughs> All right, my, no, uh, I have not. Thank goodness. My, so. my super mutants, they, they got summoned to the map, the main, the main, the main <laughs> map. You fucking summoned them to real life, Shaleen. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do that? Stupid that's that's quite that's quite the bug, but uh <laughs> <laughs> scared me to death jumping at me. I was just screaming like a little girl. So hopefully, hopefully they stay 
when I say a big cricket, it was it was still only like an inch and a half. You know, it was cricket size. So if if they if they become like dog sized crickets, then we're gonna have a a problem. Yeah. So I'll keep you posted. Golden grasshopper sized. (laughs) You you do not want that. Just try not to summon a Jackson's chameleon. And oh dear, no, we don't want. You don't want that popping up in real life. Although it'd eat the cricket. It would. And also your face when it turns into a death claw, Ray. Oh, goodness. Hey, uh, thanks for hopping on, Shalene. Good to hear from you. So, uh, Jess, did you get a chance to play any video games this week? Yeah. You know, I played uh, I played a little bit of Fallout. A couple other games, too. Uh, let's see. So, Fallout New Vegas. I jumped in just to do the quest we're going to talk about, doing the DLC. Finally, halfway through Honest Hearts, or just about. So we can talk about that in a little bit. And uh, 76 this week. Well, I did the basics. A little more score. Jumping in with Meat Week. You know, I've, I've done a number. It's funny because Meat Week, the Meat Cook came out on Tuesday. I didn't get into my first Meat Cook until, was it Wednesday night? It was either Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday night. And uh, so over 24 hours with no Meat Week. But then I finally got a couple good runs. Uh, really fun. Graham is staying where he belongs, just like they advertised. So that's pretty fantastic. I have to tell you, I was worried, okay, when they said that they fixed the bug with Graham wandering off, you know, chasing rad stags in the wilderness, trying to find himself in California, whatever he was doing, that they were going to pull a ward and they were going to take Graham and they were going to nail his feet in front of that cauldron, you know, just like they nailed Ward's ass to the chair. And I'm like, oh, you guys better not do that to Graham. That's no good. But no, he still wanders. He's still, he's still fun. He's just kind of pacing within a limited range. <laughs> So yeah, we did a bunch of runs of that overall, probably like five or six now at least. It was fun last night on stream for our camp showcase. We had camps on both PlayStation and Xbox like we do a lot of the time. And one of them had to cancel, but another person stepped up. So that was great. And so we saw their camps and some Meet Week stuff. Then we did a co-Meet Week on both systems, just like we did Flashback, where we did a race and Xbox finished first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not that it's hard, not that it really matters, but uh, we didn't pregame too much. I think our run was probably two minutes. Theirs was about three. Like they were both relatively fast, but it was fun seeing so many faces. You know, Meet Week bringing people back like all the events do. When Meet Week is going on, do you still see Graham wandering the the map when it's oh, yes. not not during the event? Okay. Yep. Yep. You can. In fact, I bet you could probably find him both. I, I don't know that I've ever <gasps> done that. There's two Grams. But he has definitely, he has definitely shown up at my camp, like during meet week. So I imagine he could be there during the event too. Wouldn't that be weird for talking to Graham? Then he just poofs out of existence, goes through some kind of super mutant wormhole or tree maybe. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they just literally had two different ones. One that stays around for the event that spawns in as the event starts. And another (laughs) one that roams the map. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no, but he, are you saying Graham's a sin? Graham? Mm Mm-hmm. He's Graham with he's, an H. He's a super mutant. Without an H. He's a super mutant synth. <laughs> yeah, Graham with an H without an H. Kind of like kind of like fake Preston. But that was generally my Fallout 76 gameplay this week. Um, let me see. I think I played some last week and two. I don't even remember. Uh working on stuff, but you know, the other thing is I have been playing a couple more games. So I talked about Dragon Age the last two weeks, created a character two weeks ago, played a little too much uh the week before. 
Same this week. Same this week. I've got about 45 hours in Dragon Age now. So, you know, another 20 hours this week. I am. Um, is this the OG Dragon Age or is this Inquisition? No, this is the what? most recent one, <laughs> Inquisition. Recent. Okay. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This is actually maybe my new record for slowness. Shalene, you'll be so impressed because we both play games, let's just say, slower than the average bear. We you know? do. Yes. yes. <laughs> you, you see that how long to beat. They're like, they're like, um, just the main story, main story next year is completionist, Jess and Shalene. And yes. <laughs> so it took me 42 hours to get to Skyhold this time. Wow. <laughs> just wow. Got to you spent all that time in the hinterland. <laughs> I mean, I did I did the Storm Coast. Yes, right? I was just gonna say, so now you've you've more than half of your gameplay has been gameplay instead of character creation. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it just about equaled out now, but you know how long it took me to make my character and actually well, playing well, the game. Well, play 42 hours of oh god, that was creation. a sick burn, Ray. <laughs> But yeah, I am. So, you know, just so you guys know, this is kind of a big landmark thing that happens in the first, you know, 10th or quarter of the game. And previously it took me 20 to 25 hours, which people say, oh, that's way longer than it should. I don't think so. I think that's just about right. But yeah, this time 42 hours, but 42 hours is an impressive amount of time to spend in the hinterlands. Level 10, 11. I did most of the storm coast too. So I did most of the storm Mm -hmm. coast. Um, well, all of it that I could, I did pretty much all the hinterlands. I mean, I got all the camp locations, all that stuff. I can't beat the dragon yet. Or one or two things. You know what I mean? There are a couple of things that are going to wait in the hinterlands. And I went with the mages, which, um, well, you know, we actually, we talked about this a little bit last weekend, Shaleen, but yeah, this is my first time going with the mages. Mm -hmm. I previously went with the Templars and just really cool, really neat set piece, um, I won't talk about it too long, but Dragon Age Inquisition, really enjoying it. But I played a brand new game. Well, new to me. Have any of you played Fall Guys? No, never heard of that. What is that? I haven't. Bender's been trying to get me to play, but I haven't yet. I mean, it's a goofy kind of group party game. You know, it's one of those things where everybody gets an avatar. They go through funny little obstacle courses and, you know, last person standing wins. And it's kind of a competition where as you go through, if you don't complete the course in time, you drop out and next round is less people. You know, so you start with a big party of at least 10 or more or a group game if you're not with friends and you're just joining a big old multiplayer match and you do silly things. And some of it's competition. Most of it's just kind of running, jumping, platforming. Really silly. But for the Gato um, last Saturday for open game night, we played Fall Guys and it was really a ton of fun. So I just want to say if you're looking for a fun party game with friends, uh, kind of that is a platform style. And it's uh, on Game Pass now. Fall Guys is not a bad choice. Fall Guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Fall Guys. Okay, cool. But yeah, and believe it or not, that's going to kind of wrap my gameplay. Because, I mean, I did a decent amount of 76 and, you know, New Vegas just for the quest. But it was mostly Dragon Age. And I'm not going to belabor that for everybody. You um... got some good pictures. (laughs) You mentioned you did some work on the scoreboard. What Are you um, home stretch yet? home stretch yeah you could say that i think i'm 82 and big news coming up later in the show but will you get it in in time you think no problem oh 100 percent. Okay. yeah no worries there at all people may rem- recall i did buy from level 60 to 75 <laughs> mm-hmm. i i gave in i am um, once i hit level 60 and i got whatever i was looking for at level 60 so uh-huh. important i forget what it was but i needed to get it whatever it was <laughs> and i got that and then i'm like okay you know what i need that boost so once i got the big 25 percent boost hitting 75 oh yeah gonna get it naturally from here double score weekend helped 
double XP weekend this week and will probably help. That's kind of smart buying up to the boost. Well, I mean, smart. (laughs) You know, I could also grind it, but since I don't enjoy grinding, no. But like we mentioned, like we mentioned last time, you get atoms for completion, so you might as well buy the last few levels anyhow. But if you are before the boost and you're just going to buy those levels in the end game anyway, you should go ahead and buy them and get you to the XP boost. So that you can mm-hmm. f- get there even faster, more efficiently. So yeah. Yes, and that reminds me why I did it. So I had to get to level sixty naturally to get the atoms you get at level sixty to be able to buy my fish lamp and something else in the atom shop that I needed <laughs> nice. and I didn't have. Fish lamp is that crucial. Fish lamp yes, is yeah. the best. I love the fish lamp. I missed it the first time it came around, and then again when it was on a one day sale. So I'm like, no. Mm-mm. I think fish lamp is one of my top atom shop purchases love fish lamps that's awesome yeah i mean i haven't even used it yet and i think it's probably top 20 in builds i've seen maybe 30 there's a lot of stuff in the shop she'll need (laughs) (laughs) and i own it all well almost (laughs) except for outfits i leave those for you guys but um but yeah that's why i had to get it and then i remember after i got that i said oh you know what there's one more thing i want so i bought atoms and then i used some of it to buy the board nice but so yeah scoreboard's going well good Mm-hmm. Shalene, was there something on the scoreboard you liked this season? You said you're already done. Did, are you the type that'll go through and check out each item as you earn them or look at things at the end of the season? Or do you build stuff like when you're like, oh, that's fun. I'll put that up in my camp. Like, How, uh, how, how do you ex- expose yourself to the, uh, the scoreboard there? Well, uh, this time... I always check it out in the beginning. You know, I look at it in the beginning and see what what's coming up that I'm interested in and how far do I really, really have to make it, you know, to, to get everything that I want. And this one was not super exciting to me. Uh, I liked the bowler hat uh, outfit. Oh, it's uh, so that was pretty cool. Good. That hat is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very good hat. Uh, but I don't even know what was in like the last 10 levels. I claimed them. I didn't even really look at what they were, but I have them. Darn it. I have them. They're mine. That's, that's my whole mentality about the whole scoreboard is like, I generally don't even look at the stuff, but at least I have it. Dang it. Y'all a bunch (laughs) of Scrooge McDucks just want to swim in your, in your games. I mean, there is a scoreboard at the end. The scoreboard is always exciting. That's a fun camp item. Um, we do have the arm wrestling machine at level 99 and that arm wrestling machine is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that boost charisma? Yes. How is that a charisma? That's I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it is charisma. You would think it'd be strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think because you're impressing, you're impressing people with your strength. And so that's charismatic, like showing off your muscles. Plus they've already got the weight bench and other stuff for strength. I think it would be a lot better of, of a, of a design if you had low strength and you couldn't win i think that would be just <laughs> hilarious just if the animation was different just watching you, you struggle yeah, that would be awesome trying to think what it isn't for was it the 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 lotto machine that clem would just pull the the lever is that the charisma thing boost and four yeah, the lotto machine. Or was that luck? Was that luck? That might have been luck. You're luck. right. What that was, was the charisma? Each thing had. Do you remember what the charisma one was? I don't. I don't no. Huh. I mean, there was the soda machine. There was the bike. There was the lotto. And then yeah. the, there was the, one the, that caused them a good opti- amount of pain. The optical machine was perception. The. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wasn't there remember. something that zapped him? <laughs> I think there was. Yeah. 
But, you know, yeah, so the scoreboard, there's some fun stuff. But, I mean, just being able to say you've got it done mm-hmm. is a big part of it for the, sure. The uh, fact that I've completed it is where my joy comes from. Yes. Yeah. No need to spend atoms. No need to grind. Scorecation for at least four more weeks. Indeed. But who's I counting? Think, uh, I think I'm <laughs> going to enjoy my scorecation, take a little break, and, and play some other stuff. What else? Uh, what you got on the docket? I was thinking about giving ESO another try. Oh, <gasps> yes. Yeah. You and everybody. Oh, my goodness. So many friends playing ESO right now. I was just about yeah. to say so many folks in our group are playing it these mm-hmm. days that I was like, I keep wanting to try it out. But I just, I don't know. I've tried it in it. the past. I really didn't click with it. Um, but I, I think that maybe I might understand it a little more now. Uh, 76 isn't necessarily an MMO. But I feel like it does translate some of those MMO mechanics. Yeah. Wakes you up to those sensibilities, kind of. Puts everything, yeah. We'll see. Maybe I won't click with it again, and I'll I'll (laughs) go back to something else. Yeah, I think I've... uh, I don't know if I gave it a good, a hard enough try, but I loaded played it for a little while. I was like, this isn't Skyrim 2, and threw (laughs) threw my controller down and huffed off. Uh, Ray, how about you, buddy? Did you uh, play any video games this week? I did. I've been uh, uh, building up my organic frigate fleet in uh, No Man's Sky. Enjoyed the new episode. Everyone check out the Butcher, Baker, and Candlemaker in Space podcast at BBC ISSS on Twitter. And so since I'm since I'm building out that uh, organic frigate fleet, I decided I need to have a living ship as well. Um, so I started the living ship quest. And the thing about the living ship quest is, is you do a thing and it creates a part and then that part has to mature. And so it's 20, hour, 20 to 24 hours uh, between each step. Uh, while you're, you know, building this uh, ship. And so I thought, well, you know what? Uh, You know, I haven't played Fallout 76 in a while. We got Meat Week coming up. I should start doodling around. So last week, you know, we talked, I had started a character and was wandering around in the forest. And, um, you know, that really wasn't going like I expected. And so I thought, all right, well, let's just do a serious, you know, let's do a character and let's, you know, um, you know, see where it takes us. So, um, you know, I was kind of tootling along, going through the main quest and did the fire breathers and uh, ended up with a fire axe and the, uh, the fire breathers outfit. And thought, eh, you know what, let's stick with this. And so I've been two-handing it. Um, and uh, so now I'm level 46. Wow, cool. And uh, went from uh, <laughs> from the, I think I had gotten to level 16 uh, on the scoreboard. And uh, now I'm 34. Wow, look at you. That is some very respectful progress. <laughs> and so it's it's been absolutely nuts. So I've been leveling up every every meet week event. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll wow. do, you know, one, one prime meet and then one, um, you know, little run at the main quest and then go do meet week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's leveling me up. Uh, so, you know, getting a level every hour. Wow. Uh, gets a little unwieldy. It's, it's amazing how different it is now. I mean, with public teams and lunchbox, you level easier prime cuts and now double XP. I mean, that's really good stuff for people. And yeah, yeah. your character is what? Two weeks old, basically, maybe three. No one. One. Because I scrapped uh, on. Oh, yeah, you did uh, on, scrap the first. I scrapped the one that I was working on last week mm-hmm. and uh, just started. I think I might have started it Sunday night. Um, that, that's incredible. But so it's definitely not the same game. Okay. <laughs> when, when you can start out, you know, you leave the vault and. You know, you you slap on what what's rad or what rads, um, and then you know buy a marsupial and a healing factor um, serum, and yeah. so now you can go anywhere, and you know unless something just straight up kills you, um, you know you don't die uh, because you heal right back up. I'm using no stem packs, yep. no rad away. Um, and, and with one wasteland, you do better damage too. So even, you know, you heal better, you heal from rads, you do better, like more equal damage. Like this is all good stuff. Yeah. And so it really, it's, it, it, it almost makes it too easy. I can see that. Um, and so, but by leveling so fast, it's really, it, it's made it really hard to manage. Uh, because you're just constantly having to figure out what to do with your uh, <laughs> with your levels, and so uh, it it it's been it's been interesting. It's it's fun. I don't know how long it'll last, um, but uh, it, it's definitely been fun getting back into the game and and uh, doing stuff. It, I. I, I kind of miss doing the quests, you know, the right. main, the storyline quests and stuff like that. And, you know, so now meet week is really almost more, more of a distraction. Yeah. I mean, um, you but could... it's such an addiction, you know, it's been, it's, you know, it's really hard when that thing pops up and you're, you know, in the middle of something, it's, it's really hard not to just <laughs> leave. <clears throat> and so, you know, I can definitely say, you know, don't do that while you're doing the DMV quest. Oh, no. How many times because would you lose your position in line? It completely resets Oof. back to zero <laughs> and you have to start all over again. So if if the D, DMV quest is probably one of my favorite quests That's in so uh, Fallout 76. I love that quest because it is just so obnoxious and the robots are just so droll. Um, but, uh, it's definitely not one that I want to do over and over and over again. So as fast as you're leveling, have you had a hard time have keeping level appropriate gear? Uh, no. Okay. Because it doesn't matter when you have healing factor and marsupial, right? Well, (laughs) not to mention that I've, I have, you know, I have four other, other characters, 
um, still sitting in my inventory. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, heavily loaded with, you know, because they've had stash boxes, you know, since stash boxes were available. And so, um, you know, like fire axes, oh, I need a new fire axe. It's, you know, I've just gone 10 levels. Lydia, whip me up a fire axe. Okay, she whips me up a fire axe. You know, my, the character that I was just doing, um the scoreboard with previously um, he's loaded down with cores and, and modules. And so she makes the, she makes the axes with the puncturing uh, mod on them, hands them off to, uh, you know, to Tim and he throws legendary effects on them. And then he passes them on to the, uh, (laughs) to the character and off we go. So it's, you know, it's a good system. It's a, yeah, it's a group effort. And it gives you a reason to jump on your other characters too, I suppose, and maybe play with them for a little bit. Yeah, mostly, yeah, I've just been, I've just been depleting their uh, inventory of of, uh, supplies. They've got excess. It's cool you're going back and redoing those quests too. I mean, that's what I said was the real attraction going back for me, doing the early quests with people, getting that perspective. Um, Talking about that, just talking to Pat earlier, um, Pat updating 76 and brushing off his character to jump in too. people getting ready for expeditions really mm. yeah you know so hopefully i hopefully you know because so the the frustration factor is still very much there um so i for whatever reason my game has a nasty video glitch um when i'm in an interior space um, I can be walking in a straight line and look uh, to the right, and immediately my character is thrown ninety degrees to the left. And thrown, then like- I try to turn back to, you know, to to like go through a door, and it spins me around one hundred and eighty degrees. And it's just, it, it's so jarring and so frustrating to try to, you know, to move through a space while you're walking and walking and looking and, you know, it's, it's throwing you all over the place. What on earth? Uh, this is on your PC. Uh, you're not, this is yeah, on the PC, right? No, it's just a PC. That's um, awful. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I, I have to really just kind of stop. And very slowly and, you know, kind of use if, if I want to turn to the right, I use, you know, the the key to slide right instead of turning right. And, you know, so I, I have to do these things to, to tweak to uh, maneuver. And then the other thing is this game freaking crashes all the damn time. Oh, yeah, it does. All the damn time. And it's yeah, just, I feel like uh, it's even more unstable this week than usual. On PC, yeah, for me, me it has been more than Xbox. Yeah. It's just like, uh, for just, crying out loud. You just need to upgrade yeah. your Xbox, Ray. That's all. Well, that's the thing he's talking about, you know, what's going on looking. I mean, you're just too used to a controller now. That's You're trying yeah, to play with the mouse. Yeah. That's why you're having <laughs> that trouble. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? 
my my 15 minutes of gameplay a week on xbox <laughs> has really just destroyed my pc well, that's, sensibilities that's just because you didn't get in on the schedule ray we know you now have a, a tv schedule for the the living room so you, you need to pencil in your time and then you can get some good uh good xbox time in right come on yeah well this will be the week so my wife is on vacation so. <laughs> Woo-hoo, schedule's clear <laughs> you know but I I'm sorry. Have to fight the dogs for couch space, and I'm good. Oh there man, you go. no! You're gonna go look at the schedule. The dogs are gonna have everything all signed <laughs> out already. All X's on the calendar. <laughs> oh no! So, it's like we're gonna we're watching Ren Ten Ten, and then Cujo, and then we're watching all the dog stuff, Dad. Like, no. Yeah. So it, but it it's still been fun, you know. I, Fortunately, I, you know, these are all things that I know and are familiar with and, you know, you know, at at this point can still fight through. So as long as it's still fun to play when I do play, um, you know, I'll fight through it. That's messed up, though. It's a little painful. I mean, this, the game crashes more for me since the Steam migration. It just does. Whether it's, you know, the updates since then specifically or something else on PC, I crash more. So I feel that pain. Yeah. So, but it's definitely steamrolling. Got into a lot of meat weeks. <laughs> I've only done a couple of those. Yeah. So that's Probably I didn't even know it was meat week and I saw you Ray, you were commenting on like, "Well, it's my 801st meat week <laughs> so far. I've done 12 today." Yeah, it it's uh it's it's that's been working good. I've only had one crash during a meet week. That's pretty so, impressive. You know, out of however many times I've done it. So what's the difference between like meet week and mischief night? There were so prob so many problems with meet week, but they were able to fix that and like update and make oh no, we can play meet week again. But why why was mischief night just sort of abandoned with? What were the problematic differences between the two? Well, keep in mind, we're seeing the results, not the cause necessarily. So um, server side, I think there were just a lot more issues and errors with with Meet Week. I mean, sorry, with Mischief Night causing these crashes. They said it played havoc with things, that it was uh, just not up to standards and they couldn't make it any less crashy for what it was. So even though we client side are seeing, you know, issues still with some events, Fosh knocked in the air and when all these rodents are running around, we crash more. And same with Meet Week and Primal Cuts. When there's too much happening, we crash more. Mischief Night, that was kind of built into the event itself. So I have a feeling they must be seeing things we weren't because we might say, oh, well, we crash at yeah. all these events, but they can see the overall trend was higher. Well, and and George was the programmer that wrote uh, Mischief, Mischief Night, and he was a terrible commenter. And so now that they fired him, they can't figure out what code he wrote uh, because <laughs> none of his code is commented. And so they just had to scrap the whole damn thing. That too. <laughs> I really miss Mischief Night. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was yeah. waxing nostalgic about that the other day. When... And it's like, just funny that Jester. Another meat week. It's funny that Jester is still in the game too. You know, that is the thing that kind of surprises me. Like I get deprecating Meat Week and they said, no, it's not coming back. And here's why. But we still got Jester just teasing us. 
Yeah, it's still up at Freddy's, huh? I don't think. I, I don't yeah, know if I, I ran into okay. him at Freddy's in the uh, when I was doing the uh, free states, and uh, you know that that little story that uh, that he plays is super creepy. <laughs> so good. Very cool. Uh, Ray, did you get into anything else you want to mention? Uh, nope, that was about it. Well, I, I did get uh, my living ship. It's purple and black. Sweet. And you can, uh, Baker was mentioning, you can now fully customize color all over your whole ship instead of just the, the little accent colors. That's that's fun. Yeah, yeah. So now my uh, my freighter is uh, purple and turquoise. Purple and I turquoise. Guess call it, I guess they call it teal. Very cool. <laughs> it's like a Taco Bell from the 90s. With yellow trim, no, it's it's Mardi Gras colors. Hey, did you get some beads, Ray? You showing showing stuff off? <laughs> All right. Um. Well, I was a a guest appearance on a little show called Tapes from the Wastes, who were doing a Fallout Shelter uh, retrospective. So I uh, played lots of uh, Fallout Shelter, of course, and that episode dropped. Uh, earlier this week so uh, head to your pod catchers and catch up on tapes from the waste if you want to see a lot of my uh, gameplay about fallout shelter how long was that episode a good hour with you and eric right oh yeah just that section eric and i talked for like an hour and i sent it to him as expecting him you know like to cut most of it out because god who wants to listen to andrew drone on about fallout shelter for a goddamn hour but evidently he did so (laughs) Yeah, so it's a, it was it was a good time, and I appreciate them uh, inviting me on. It was really really fun. That's nice. Um, but my other gameplay really revolved around Honest Hearts. Um, last week I mentioned that I had just barely scratched the surface, but I guess uh, I was actually about uh, two thirds of the way through because <laughs> I picked up the controller. And hopped in, and I was like, last weekend, I was just, my main, the main bulk of my gameplay last weekend was uh, doing Honest Hearts, and I thought, you know, just run around in the caves, have a good time and everything, and then we're going to make our way out of the caves and go to this other location and do stuff, but uh, it didn't take up nearly as much of my gameplay time as as I thought it was going to. Uh, So we'll get into that here uh, now, but I just wanted to kick off the... um, the Honest Hearts section by asking Shalene to reflect just a little bit because uh, I know that you said that it is one that you are very fond of in the Fallout DLC uh, world there. Yes, Honest Hearts is my favorite New Vegas DLC, hands down. I loved this one. And I feel like at the time it was not very popular, um, but I, I just, it was my favorite. I, I don't care. Um, but I, I really enjoy uh, the storyline and the settings and everything about this one. Just the outfits that you get at the end are just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I love the outfits. They're so good. Very cool. And one, the one I get at the very, very end, I'm just like, what? Yes. What is yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what that is. Oh my goodness, things to look forward to. Yeah. And I really crazy. liked Follows Chalk as a follower. 
uh, I wanted to be able to take him back with me into the main wasteland. Yeah, no I kidding. Was I was sad. I was going to ask if that was possible yeah. somehow, but no. It was very sad that you can't take him back into the Mojave with you. Andrew yeah, they, wanted him. They could have given him four or five more lines, though. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ray. Oh, thank right. you. A little repetitive. Why do you carry all those bottle caps anyway? They, they just jangle, jangle like in crazy. your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, I bet you don't have anything nearly as scary as Yaguas back where you're from. Yeah. Is it true they go to buildings and put all their paper money? Whatever. Yeah. They were, like those are his three lines over and over again. I'm about two and a half, three hours in, and my goodness, I am sick of them already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, I do have some other random commentary on Honest Hearts. Uh, so, um, of course, this is just something I've observed. Uh, you have that, um, I've just blanked on his name, Joshua Graham. Yes. Uh, is that his name, Joshua Graham? Joshua Burning Man. Yes. Burning Man at one point gives you a speech. <laughs> not Burning Man, you guys. Uh, Stop about... it. They're making fun of me because I was trying to be like, it's Burning Man, like the concert, man. They're like, it's, it's Burned Man, Andrew. <laughs> Jess is poking fun at me. Um, my job <laughs> but at one point he gives you this dramatic speech where he says that he survived because the fire inside him burned brighter than the fire around him oh Lord. and <laughs> i see this quote as an inspirational quote everywhere mm -hmm. and uh lately in particular i've been seeing it on jewelry and on like very feminine floral mugs and designs and, and just i i just think it's so funny knowing the context of, of where that quote originated and uh seeing it on all of this uh very inspirational merchandise just just cracks me up that's and insane if, if you only knew how that happened it really really cracks me up <laughs> How did that happen? That's really weird. I have no idea because it, it I, uh, I've heard that it, it is a, a Josh Sawyer original. That line, you know, it was it was written for the game specifically, and I, I have no idea how it became this whole zeitgeist. And it's it's a thing now. I, mean, and I think it just made. I think it just made a number of quote pages you know how there are quotes yes. from different games and it's, it's inspirational people start looking inspirational quotes that came up like i just went on goodreads right now on goodreads it says i survived because the fire inside me burned brighter than the fire around me attributed to joshua graham on goodreads with a picture of some generic guy who is not joshua graham um, <laughs> unless this was the voice actor i don't think it was i mean this it's just it's out there it, it's reached critical mass yes it's this whole thing that's taken on a life of its own and I love seeing it on this merchandise that looks like very much uh, like boomer aged moms are, are getting, you know, and, and <laughs> I just, it tickles me to no end like a... picturing Joshua Graham and, and thinking about his dramatic speech and then seeing it in, in this floral, uh, floral piece that's done for, for a wall or yeah. it's just, it's, 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 it's the you see it on dish towels 
and uh you know it's crocheted into the the, the blankets there and it, you it's, it's, think on, you're it's joking. on the wall it's also on the wall right next to the live laugh love song yes. and yes I just went to Bing Images. I just went to Bing Image Search and typed in Fire Inside Burn Brighter. And I mean, I've got pastels. I've got inspiring landscapes. I've got eagles flying. I've got half-dressed women she, dancing on a beach with their arms outstretched, enjoying the sun. She's like, got, I mean, everything. She's got a kitten hanging from a tree. Not the kitten yet, but it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. I'm scrolling. It's just yes, the latest thing that I've been seeing a ton is in in my Instagram ads. It's like Phoenix jewelry with this quote on it. Wow. It's, oh. So great. So great. Oh, Just cracks gosh. me up. Here's one with a little tiger cub. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a kitten, but what? we're getting there. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it took on this whole individual life and it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. That's so crazy. Proliferated like that. That's That's really crazy. And you know that none of these people have any idea the origin of this this quote and they would be probably vaguely horrified if they learned ew nerds exactly <laughs> video That's games crazy. are the devil yeah absolutely <laughs> create all the society's problems all right um so let's get into the dlc a little bit here uh ray you mentioned that you had started it forever ago. How much, uh, but you had only gotten about halfway through or something like that. Where, where did you start out? Um, I, I've gotten as far as where you swap followers. Right. And uh, is that and, like an exact halfway point? That seemed like two thirds of the way through. It's like, but I have zero gauge yeah, now because I, I was, I was really crazy how I experienced it. Yeah. I'm not sure because I still haven't finished it yet. So, ever um, this well, isn't your no, first no, time playing, before, but it was okay. so long ago that you know that's you know I've slept since then. <laughs> of course. Right so yeah, it was. Uh, so it it started out a little bit easier for me than it did for you because uh, you know my, my character is a sniper, um, and so. You know the white legs didn't stand a chance against the uh, YCS one eighty six Gauss rifle. Who are the uh, the white legs? Can you explain them to me a little bit? I assume it's a salt flats type thing. Get they're, you know, yeah, they're yeah. the the rival tribe. You know, of most the, um, most likely coming off the who, who the, the Great so Salt Lake, the Sorrows. No, who's who's our tribe? Yeah, dead Sorrows. horses and the Sorrows. Dead both. horses. Yep. Okay, right. Um, so, but they're, they're the ones that are openly hostile to you, you know, from the start of the game. So, mm -hmm. and they ambush the, the trade caravan as you're coming out of, uh, you know, the, the okay. hole in the cavern that you can't get back through. And what was that dude's name? Not Jeb, but something like that what was the, the caravan guy. You meet someone in a cave and then you hop on the caravan and then the caravan gets ambushed. What was that guy's name? Yeah, that's a good question. In the cave. Are you talking about the caravan with Jed? Oh, Jed, we talking about? yes, yeah. yes, Jed. Come on, Jeb wasn't so far off. 
No, you were right there. Just flip that B around and you're all good. Yeah, I was um, I was looking up the white leg a little bit more details on them, you know, and where they came from, because I knew they were Salt Lake City, but they were essentially, you know, from around the ruins of Salt Lake City. Um, And, you know, they used the white to blend in with the with the salt flats and such. And because they are a more raider based tribe is, is why they are a bit aggressive. They haven't focused as much on animal husbandry or growing things or, you know, sustainable lifestyle. And like many raiders, they survive by uh, plundering others. And so that's why the white legs are so aggressive because as a tribe, they don't have much institutional knowledge about those kind of skills. Agriculture is so important. Not good farmers. Mm -hmm. So you want to get into the actual quest setup here? Yeah, let's... Let's go ahead and get into that. I was surprised when um, you need to go find, I, it's not called the North Passage, but something like the North Passage. I was surprised when I looked where it was on the map. I was like, wait a second. I know like ev- like 10 th- locations right around. Why have I not discovered that? Was the map marker placed afterward or something? Well, it's always been there. I mean, it's always there because you get the Happy Trails Expedition Radio and Quest uh, in your quest log when you first exit Doc Mitchell's. Does, you, know, you get all does, four DLC quests as options or like the the start of them in your in your Pip-Boy right at the beginning. The, does the map marker appear when you turn on the Pip-Boy radio station? That might be when it happens. It may not okay. appear before that. Okay. That's a, probably what happened then because I was like, well, I know all these locations right around there. Why didn't I know that one? It's also the very northern edge, and it's an entrance. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's the entrance to the northern passage. So you're going up the there. You heard they're hiring for an expedition, and you go in and you meet your boy Jed Mas. Is it Jed Masterson? I think it's Jed Masterson. No idea. And you have a big chat with him about you know what the goals are. He tells you whatever you do, don't talk about Joshua Graham and don't talk about No Burned Man. These names are verboten. Do not say them. And then he says, you know, you have to pack lights. So you have to drop all your stuff. If you have companions with you, you have to dismiss, dismiss them. Send them back to Lucky Thirty Eight. Yeah, it's sad. basically you and what you can carry minus fifty because you can only keep seventy five on you unless you pass you know some speech checks and stuff. And there's a whole group of people there too. You can meet your fellow caravaneers, but if you don't take the time, don't worry. They won't last. I thought it was weird that they had like a weight check. You know what I mean? Like you did have to dump a certain but then I guess you are a going onto a caravan for, you know, freight. <laughs> so I guess it does make sense on on one level. Yeah, I mean, realistically, that is, you know, you can justify it because of the fact that you're traveling in a caravan. And it's weeks before you even get to Zion Canyon, where the actual events of the DLC start. But at the same time, it's, I think, a clever way of the developers to say, hey, don't bring all your best stuff with you. You know what I mean? We want you to at least have to work for it some. Pick up the new stuff you find here. Don't just the whole way through play with the exact same build you've had the rest of the game. Is that what I was supposed to do? Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they expect. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why they put it in there, just like with dead money and stuff, which we'll get to in the future. Yeah. Well, but that one's a lot different because that just strips <laughs> you naked. They're like, we saw what you did with Honest Hearts. We're going to strip you down. <laughs> that's right. Yep. You're not getting away with that crap. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, you go on your journey. And as you arrive at Zion Canyon, uh, the quest changes from Happy Trails Expeditions to Arrival at Zion. 
and you get there and, you know, you're with your crew and they're like, okay, we're here, everybody. And you might be like, wait, we're here. Is this like halfway? Like you were saying, Andrew, yeah. but no, this is actually where the entire quest takes place. Even though you are ultimately trying to make connection with the new Canaanites who they haven't heard from in a long time. Um, you discover that, uh, you know, the outpost they have has been overrun and is no longer there later in the in the DLC. So that's why you don't keep going to that point. Mm-hmm. And I so we're going to reestablish, you know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. as you've <laughs> gotten here. Yeah, as you've gotten here and you're, the people with you are no longer with you. Your goal is just get your equipment and figure out a way to get back home. You know what I mean? Get a map, get back home. The expedition is a bust. Now, I thought this was pretty funny. I don't know about you guys, but you get there and you're walking through Zion and you're like, do what to do. And you know something's about to happen, you know, and it does. But I only thought there were two white legs on a crest, on the far crest. And then I kill them and I turn around and my entire party behind me is dead. Like it, I was in shock because I remembered from the DLC playing before that there were a bunch of them and it was, you know, a pitched battle against the white legs. No. It's two guys on a ridge. And then after you turn around, your whole party's dead. There's like two more down the hill. Like, I mean, there's not that many white legs attacking you. So I was honestly. Are you sure there were only two? The the sand people walk in single file to hide their numbers. Oh, well, they may have been. (laughs) They were walking in single file and also like, you know, hiding behind each other. Like (laughs) little Russian dolls or something. Because I was just, I was shocked. I turned around halfway through the fight after killing the first one. And it looked like everybody was still standing. And then I killed the second and they were all just on the ground, body parts strewn, you know, like they do. And I'm just like, what even hit you? So I kind of want to go through that intro again. they killed each other. Ooh, if they're such bad aim, maybe they they killed each other. Or maybe the white legs that ambushed the rest of them just disappeared. You know what I mean? And and faded away. I don't know. But I was chagrined how quickly they went down. (laughs) I just waited until they were all dead. <laughs> and like I didn't even help. <laughs> so Jesse, you turn around to their dead. Do do they fight generally? Is there supposed to be a skirmish where the the party battles and then it looks like they're shooting. Yeah, you guys are all shooting and defending, but I feel like previously I was attacking from behind and it made a little more sense. This time, you know, um Olivia, my character, is a little bit more aggressive. And so she got right in there and just took care of them and then turned around. Everybody behind her was dead. So that was what was just odd. But they're also on a ledge. So if you're a melee character, it's hard to get up there and kill them. You know what I mean? I don't know if you can even do that. Were either of you melee in this? Actually, you were, right, Andrew? Andrew was. Yeah, I'm still using uh, Chance's knife. How did you get them? Did they end up jumping down to fight? No, see, I... I've never done any of this before. So you're saying, oh, there's two up on the ridge and two down the hill. I'm like... You know, I remember there being 30 of them. See, that's what I remember from the first time, too. (laughs) Now, in reality, there's probably six, seven. Right. I might have missed a couple. Less than 10, you know. So I I have no idea. But I I remember. Yeah, just it's, it's strange playing it for the, you know, the first time. And you guys have played this, you know, numerous. Was this the first DLC that came out? I think so. Okay. It was either this or Dead Money. It was one of the two. I think it was Honest Hearts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was this, then Dead Money, then Old World, and then Lonesome. And you did say it was received well? 
or no? In general, I mean, all the New Vegas DLC was appreciated, yeah. but well, like it, it's such a gorgeous setting that mm-hmm. you know it, it's hard to be critical of it. I think Honest Hearts was the least popular one at the time. Yeah, it didn't stand uh-huh. out, like despite the beauty of it and, and the setting. People liked the change. Well, a lot of people didn't like the change of Dead Money, but it, it was it was striking. And then most Dead everybody loved rough, Old World but Blues. I feel like it's it's remembered a lot more fondly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It sticks with you. Well, that, that's because we know if we say anything bad about it, we'll hear the beeping. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the beating okay, of his heart. According to Google, Dead Money was first. Okay. And then this would be second. Honest Hearts, Old World Blues, Lonesome Road. Yep. So after you do that, you continue on and you run into very quickly someone who is not attacking you when you're when you're fighting a white leg named Follows Chalk. Hey, right. Yeah. Chalk line. Chalk outline. My, my, chalk outline. My Leads Chalk as you wanted him to be so he could Le- actually lead the way chalk. and keep being like, lost. Yeah, I kept looking at him and be like, you're from here, dude. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Aren't you Show a scout? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I'm new. Why am I in the front? To be fair, he's only an apprentice scout. Yeah, you know? and, and to be fair, Josh was like, or sorry, Jess was like, uh, you know, it, it, his name is, uh, you know, li- follow, <laughs> not 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 lead. Andrew was like, oh, right, <laughs> right, right. Follows, follows Chuck. <laughs> he's he lives not up leading to his anybody. Name. He's not nope. leading anyone. But yeah, you learn more about the place. You learn a little bit about the dead horses, although a lot of the conversation early on is kind of cryptic. You know what I mean? Learning about the political situation here and, and the lay of the land. You kind of have to piece it together. But little by little, he reveals stuff. And as you walk through, you find things like an old ranger station early on. You're going to pass. Right. Yeah. And it's covered in these white ass handprints. And you're like, wait, uh, do they know? Is this like uh, the Dark Brotherhood? Or, or maybe he's Urukai with all no, these white hands. I was going to say, it's either the Dark Brotherhood or the Urukai around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, they're not taking the hobbits to Isengard. They are. <laughs> <laughs> you find out later that that is the way that they mark places as taboo. It's a warning not to enter. The taboo areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that imply? Uh, booby trapped or what? So essentially, the tribes, uh, the Soros especially, but also Dead Horses kind of picking up on that after, have marked locations as taboo if they are pre-war, uh, haunted by spirit. They consider them haunted by spirits or ghosts. Now, where does this come from? A lot of it actually comes from the lore of the survivalist, which I haven't gotten into much on this playthrough yet, but I'm sure you guys know the lore um, about the survivalist who is there and established in Zion early on and kind of helps shepherd the Soros, kind of uh, both helps and hinders them in ways to keep them safe and over the course of a couple of generations you know influences them but because of stuff that was unexplained uh caused by the survivalist around these kind of things they start to think that all pre-war stuff is taboo and he kind of he kind of fomented that for their safety as i recall i haven't gone through the terminals again this playthrough but it's along those lines i don't i don't recall going through so okay so interesting i'll have to uh, dig through that some more these are a lot of people's favorite terminals in the game. Joshua Graham is some people's favorite NPC or one of their favorite NPCs in the Fallout series and certainly New Vegas. And the survivalists are some of people's favorite kind of terminal entry stories. There are some really good stories there. Very cool. So uh, anyone want to pick up? Basically, after you keep going with Wallace Chalk, you eventually reach the Dead Horses Camp and Angel Cave and you meet Mr. Graham. 
Caves are crazy, Ray. <laughs> well, and so, um, so Joshua sends you off to help Daniel, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. Once you talk to him, he tells you a little about Daniel and the sorrows and wants you to gather a bunch of pre-war implements to, uh, to help the Daniel. Tools, so you need right. to find a compass uh, because yeah. Daniel is a new Canaanite who lives with the sorrows and he can help you get back. He can help you get a map, but he asks you to find a compass, a um, five little, little Indian lunch boxes. Yeah. Lunch boxes. Yeah. Yeah. right. And what do you get? Walkie talkies, walkie talkies. Okay. Right. Yes. There was a map. Yeah, so you have to go to, there's a bus that's crashed in the bottom of a ravine um, to get the compass. Uh, There's a hunting lodge uh, where you find the radio, but it's in a locked cabinet. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go to a general store or something. Yeah, no, it is definitely a general store. Yep. Oh well, the fishing lodge is for the um, for the walkie talkies, yeah. and then the lunch boxes are at a general store, and that's the last one you get to because that's in the far upper, like northwest corner. I was yeah. lucky I had lock picking. What what if you can't pick that lock? What did you have to do? Some extra BS. There's a hidden key, isn't there, Ray? Uh, for the desk. Yeah, there must be because I don't have lock pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can ultimately find a key uh, to get into some things, and then as far as the lunch boxes, you got to look a bit to find them. But yeah, what I found in this area, we talked a little bit pre-show, is that the enemies get a little more dangerous as you hit the northwest and the west side with the white legs and those giant green geckos. I actually, so when I I streamed my my gameplay um, for like two and a half, three hours over on UWN on Tuesday. And my goodness, did I start dying at the end? Like the first part of the the DLC, not hard at all, but those giant green geckos and their poison is is killer. And then there's like the plant dudes. Yeah. So I don't I remember those. the plant dudes. Oh my god. Who are the plant dudes? They're the the, the Mario plants. They're they're fucking literally the plants from Mario that shoot fireballs at you. It's hilarious. Yeah, they're they're in one of the other they're in one of the caves. Um I think it might be what is it, Vault 22? Oh, I kind of remember this now. Okay, yeah. So the Vault 22, the uh what oh, what are they called? Husks. Are they called like plant husks or I don't know. Mm, they, look, they look like carriers. the little guy yes. from Little four Hot carriers. Thank you. Yeah. Must be blood. Tui, that's disgusting. Must be fresh. I don't want to hear this. Beep, beep. Does it have to be human? Beep, beep. Does it have to be mine? Beep, beep. Where am I supposed to get it? Feed me, Simo. Feed me all night long. <laughs> that's right, boy. Um... And then, so there, there's those plants, and then there's the uh, the spore creatures, you know, the the green guys that hide in the bushes and jump out at you in Vault 22. Those guys are in there, too. I forgot that they showed up, so I haven't run into them yet in Honest Hearts. I forgot they were in here. Yeah, so I got them after I, when I was looking um, to find how to get uh, Daniel sends you out on a quest i had i didn't have follows chalk with me anymore i had the the woman that gives you stealth so you have gotten as far as i've gotten so my playthrough so far is about i called it halfway might really be more like a third i've done all this stuff and i've made it to the sorrows camp 
but I haven't talked to Daniel or met any of them. Just made it okay. that it's, far. You think follows um, chalk is repetitive? You know, you ever want to be like moonlight on water, Ray? <laughs> good Lord. You know, I mean, it, it's a good line until you wear it out. It, it's yeah, a great it's, line. The first time she said it, I was like, wow, that's really fucking deep, man. And then it, that's like, God, that's old. <laughs> it is funny because talking about this ahead of time, you know, the way we were talking about doing this DLC mini roundtable is, you know, we'll take two weeks to do one and then, you know, people can do feedback two weeks to another, people get feedback. And looking at the quest list here, I'm just like, man, there are a lot of quests. It might be more than more than we think. And now you found it's actually really pretty short. Like well, these, I, you'll well, see there are five to six hours. It's because of things like uh, the walkie talkies were uh, a quest. The lunch boxes were mm-hmm. a quest. The you know each part of the that that umbrella quest where um um the burning man where burned man what sorry what, I just blanked as Joshua when he sends you off to do that stuff. Um, it seems like in the on in the main map that is a giant quest. Just one quest with five different parts to it that you'll right. have to do. In this DLC, all five quests were broken down, like so. Those are each separate little Listed things. Separately. So my assumption was each one of those was going to have five parts to it, not that each one was its own quest. You know what I mean? Right. That's, yeah. That was the part of my assumption why this was so so beefy, and why I thought, oh man, I've just barely scratched the surface, is because. And I didn't actually. I wasn't actually looking at the quest titles in comparison to the rundown. I was just assuming that each little thing I was doing was part of just one huge umbrella quest. That you know, and that you know, that wasn't right. It is yet. interesting how how they split it up. You know, and there is stuff to discover, and there are side quests too. Like I did the big horners of the eastern version. You know, and uh-huh. that one was kind of fun. We got to lead the baby big horner out. Oh. You got to give him the banana yucca fruit. And did you guys do that at the dead horses camp? That's when I failed. Uh, and I was like, wait a second, what happened? Like, I, I guess I progressed it too far. And maybe, or maybe you, you know, if you attack the maybe big horner, killed it or something. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you and Chance's knife. Chances are good. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Chances <laughs> are, I assumed it was because uh, I did notice that eventually. And I think I got some. Does one of those two followers provide you with an animal perk where animals do not attack you or something? Because I either picked up a perk that gave me that benefit or one of those two companions did. And I know that those companions provided extra benefits when you when you picked them up. I know the the lady was sneak, but I, I forget what. Follows so the other companion was. is Waking Cloud, right? Follows Chalk does a cool thing where when you get to the top of any like large area, he will identify locations near you. Like he climbed a yeah, ranger. The ranger, oh, right. the ranger, ranger station stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But yeah, so that's all I have on this so far. I don't know if you guys yeah. want to keep going. No, I, I don't need to. We don't need to power through it too far. Ray, was there any other things you wanted to mention? No, that was basically it. Just uh, you know, um, you know, getting follows chalk to uh, open up the map for you when you get to the ranger stations, uh-huh. and uh, when you get to the uh, to the northwest corner of the map, you got to start watching out for the weird uh, uh, plants and creatures. Mm-hmm. I like this. The plants. white legs in general aren't aren't particularly tough yeah they're raiders yeah yeah but uh you know i i was i was standing 
listening to follows chalk say something and all of a sudden get whacked and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was some plant on the ridge and, you know, across from me that had, you know, five minutes ago spit something at me and it finally hit me. Finally hit I was standing still. Um, And so uh, that's when I realized that those plants were there. What are they spitting at you? It's not a fireball. In Mario, no, it's a fireball. It's, it's like a, acid. Po- is it po- it's not the poison. That's the geckos that get you the poison. I hate those things. I just, they creep me out. They're so it's, creepy. Ugh. It's the things that are, that are like humanoid, but wrong that bother me the most. Those things, the trogs from the pit, uh, the abominations from Mothership Zeta, they Wendigos? get under my skin. I hate Wendigos. The other day, I was, what was I playing? It was 76, but I don't remember what I was doing. And there was this Wendigo that had attacked me and it killed me. And I watched it stand up and walk casually away instead of doing its like crawling on the ground. It just stood up to its full height and was walking like a person. Yeah. No, and I was so freaked out. I was in the insane asylum. That's where I was. Mm, um, yeah, the one that I was doing a dress run ramp. in the asylum, and and he just started walking away all casually. It it just spooked me so deeply. They are all so very creepy. Do people not do the asylum anymore? I went through there, and all of the straight jackets were there. <clears throat> and all of the uh, ammo bags were there. It's a lot more rare. The old diehards who used to do their asylum run have, after three and a half years, mostly tired of it. The new yeah. diehards are not diehard about that because there's actually more things to do in the game now. <laughs> so, so they can repeat events and repeat other things and have well, other quests in mind. What's your point of going in there, Ray? Are you looking for one of the rare colored uniforms or are you just collecting just, ju- just, just for caps? And- <clears throat> yeah. you're just selling selling straight jackets, 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 right? caps. and yeah, yeah. ballistic fiber is always so rare and there are plenty of those mm. ammo bags in there <clears throat> yeah. when i go it's for dresses yeah. uh i've never yeah. actually managed to find one of the rare colors of dress on don't my have own. red yet yeah. i've bought a couple of them off of people mm-hmm. but that that also goes in in a reply to ray i was gonna say you know, I, I don't do caps runs nearly as much anymore because I'm finding myself in the situation where I'm more often having to burn caps to stay underneath right. the 40,000 limit than I am. Oh, crap, I don't have caps. I need to go buy stuff. So I then in turn reply to Shaleen. That's why I have a couple of the different rare colored uh, nurses mm-hmm. uniforms from the asylum. I have a brown one and I don't green, I think. Yeah, I have a couple that have been gifted to me and, and I've purchased one. Yeah, I just uh, buy them. I've never burn, found yeah. one on my own. No, yeah, I, I, I found a brown one on one of the round table characters. I find a hat and I'm like, look, I found a hat. And Eric's like, yeah, the, no, those don't count. Yeah, the person yeah, the hats I really aren't rare. No, know who has found pretty much all of them is just Eric, mm-hmm. you know, because he was so did dedicated. Or, to did that. he get them organically, all, all the colors? Did he end up buying any? Or wow, that's impressive. I think he did, but wow. I mean, I don't know. That red is so rare and the pink kind of rare, you know. Yeah, just got to build a camp right outside of it, and just that's all you do. And it takes so long to do an asylum run. It's such a big place. If you're doing just the uniform run, 
is it only in one spot and you can just run to there and not have to bother with all the other stuff if you don't if you don't care i know i know it's worth going through and, and collecting all the other stuff the are the the jackets and whatnot but uh, is that uniform only in one spawn point or can it pop up there anywhere? are multiple spawn points and why do they i do yeah i don't um uh, i'm not an expert on efficiency uh so even if there was only one spawn point i'd probably just be stumbling through the building anyway yeah you just see <laughs> if what you want is in any of those spawn points if not yeah. don't take what's there Jump servers, do it again. Yeah. Jump servers, do it again. I, I've never really done asylum runs that way either. Yeah. I like that. That I'm a creature rabbit. I go through every <laughs> every floor. You know, I I was really surprised how I remembered which rooms have jackets and which ones don't. Mm -hmm. It was still there. It was still right in your yeah, memory. It was still there. It's crazy how <laughs> some of that stuff implants, right? Like. I hadn't played Fallout 4 in multiple years, probably, and we were going back and playing stuff, and I was like, I knew, like, okay, there should be a stem back here, there should be this here, you know, like, you, there's just certain things. I can go back and go back and play uh, the first Mario Brothers game right now, which I haven't played in, you know, 15 years, and be like, okay, if you go to this pipe and you move two pixels over and you jump up, there's a secret hidden one-up right. mushroom right there, you know, like, you, <laughs> that stuff burns itself into your brain, right? It's like, oh, straight jackets, Ray, forever. <laughs> be 100 years old and he'll know where those straight jackets are. Oh, gotta love the clean straight jacket. It's funny. First time I got one of those, I, did, I didn't even know it was kind of rare. And I just yes. I think I sold it or gave it away. I, I purchased existed. one wow. recently. I'd never seen one in real life. Uh, I was really excited. So I do have one. It actually looks like a white holiday sweater on. So I kind of <laughs> like it. Oh, that's fun. Just reminds me of like the white cashmere sweater I used to have. I, I I'm talking sweaters. I did not say I used to have a straight jacket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Jess, let's check in over there on uh, Fallout Shelter Corner and uh, see what's going on. Did you stream some some shelter? I did not. No, I didn't stream oh, any okay. shelter this week. I mean, I thought about slipping some in, but you know, it was late. There's enough New Vegas to do. I actually put uh -huh. that there just so you could talk about tips from the waste and, you know, anything. Uh, cool. yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought that yeah. maybe you had, uh, had hopped in and because uh, last time or not last time, but uh, a previous time you had streamed some shelter. So yeah, no, it's definitely on that. the agenda now. Streaming shelter is something <laughs> I am willing to do. See Ray, what you did, you think it's a joke and then you get under our skin and we just got to, we can't let it go. We can't let it go. Um, all right, uh, so let's get into uh, the iguana bits a little bit, and maybe we'll play a game if we have do some a game time first, later. Let's uh, let's get into the bits, and maybe we'll get into a game um, if if we have time for okay, it. Okay, because I'm loving the business bygones. I I know I, I put I put <laughs> next to I put next to business bygones in the notes, people. I put more question mark question mark question mark. So many, but it's just because there are so many. I mean, how many? If this is our fourth time, uh -huh. and we've done at least 12 to 15 businesses each time, haven't we? Or is it only 10? Yeah, it's, I do five per participant. So if we've had mm -hmm. three you know, participants each time, it's been yeah, 15 each time. And it's like, guys, they don't realize that I'm just going in alphabetical order. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. you can't be. Yeah, no, that's we're in we're there's probably only one more batch, but yeah, we are in the like N's through S's right now, I think. Something like that. 
Well, let's file that away, Ray. <laughs> yeah. So I may have just tipped you off to what's coming up next week. Uh, we're uh, N, N through R this week. N through R this week. And the, probably finish out the, uh, the alphabet next time we play. So I've just got a few tasty iguana bits for you this week. Yeah, what we have. As mentioned last week, there was a, a dev dot for QuakeCon. So QuakeCon started yesterday, Thursday. Well, it's now almost Saturday, but it started on Thursday. And that was the main Bethesda announcement day where they were streaming a bunch of different games that they're, you know, uh, talks and interviews or gameplay about games they're working on. So not just BGS games, but also things, you know, like, death loop like upcoming games um what's the vampire one shalene Names uh, me. redfall thank you redfall i was thinking bloodfall and i knew that wasn't right so yeah doing all that but at 4 30 p.m was the dev dive interview uh with several with several people where they talked about mostly about expeditions you know it was half an hour long and it was labeled uh expeditions the pit and beyond and so it was hosted by Kev Hewitt. And the first 20 minutes were mostly about expeditions, you know, stuff we know, but just cool stuff and not everyone's been paying attention. So great time to catch up on what expeditions are, kind of the philosophy behind them, all that. God, I need then to watch the next... that. I have zero clue what the fucking expedition is. I really need to watch that. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah, but, I know, you know, but I have zero. Con- I'm, I'm that kind of person who to goes to the lecture and the, you know, you hear it. 12 times and it makes no fucking sense until you go to the laboratory and get your hands mm-hmm. into it and then you're like oh I understand now like I, you can explain stuff to me all day and I'm like until until I see it I really won't get it you know what I mean yeah you know that makes perfect sense well they went into the uh, beyond info too and we heard some cool stuff but first the big announcement which I think people listening probably know at this point the season is ending September 13th because the new season starts September 13th, and that is when the pit will release. <laughs> oh, my freedom is being roped away from me. Oh, that means that, Jess, I need to figure out how to get the remote thing to work and then to play on my phone and then get one of my controllers dedicated to my phone and then get that thing that connects your phone to your goddamn control. Only if you oh, want your remote I f- play. I got you a can project take- ahead of me. <laughs> how long are you in- on vacation for? Because, you guys, what he's talking about is back. He's going on vacation for the beginning of I can't miss I can't miss ten fucking days of scoreboard. That's just like you, you kind of tor- that's torturous. You, 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 you kind of have a month and a half of scorecation you're in the middle of right now, and, and it's glorious. You know, <laughs> you're like I don't want to shorten my scorecation, so I will actually you know ruin my vacation. <laughs> well, see what I'll do is I'll set it up, and then I'll tell Mo. Oh, we don't get any internet here. You can't play oh. games except for fallout works for some reason only so this one you works. can you can do all my daily scoreboard only the scoreboard works that's the only stuff just get that done and yeah well i'll, I'll try to pull something like that i have, have my gaming minion achieve stuff for me <laughs> oh the privileges of parenthood privileges <laughs> the abuses of parenthood so yeah that's when expeditions will be releasing gonna be awesome I'm and then excited. yeah the new scoreboard and the next scoreboard will be pit themed. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be some fun stuff on there. Great building set at the end. because They always do that to me right at the end, but it's beautiful. Um, so we got, you know, some info on that uh, when it's coming out and they talked more about it. We know that there are multiple quest lines and the way they work. We've been all over that. So I won't do it again, uh, but there will be in addition to it releasing for everybody, there will be a digital deluxe version again. So just like when 
Wastelanders came out. And then again, when Steel Dawn came out, you know, there was, you could buy the edition that comes with everything if you're a person buying it brand new, or you could also separately uh, invest and get all the cool stuff with it. And if you do that in this case, you get something called a Fusion Core Recharger, which- Oh, that only comes with the deluxe version? You have to purchase that? So I don't know if it's only or if there will be another path to get it, but it is included in the recruitment bundle. Yeah, the Fusion Core Recharger. So it's possible that there's a skin, but I don't think so. I think that's how you get it for now. Um, And then of course, there's a camp kit for building. There is a trog plushie, which you probably do not want. Um, And then a fanatic paint, power armor skin, that sort of stuff. So nothing too over the top, but you know, if you want it, you can get it. Trog was that thing that Shalene said freaked her out, right? Those (laughs) profoundly terrified me. Like I... um, (laughs) I'm a completionist, right? I I have to get all the stuff in Fallout. So when I first played the pit, I had to get all those ingots before I went back inside, right? Had to get all the steel ingots. And the trogs just like, I I couldn't handle it. So I was, but I, I wasn't going back inside without all of those steel ingots. So I was like weeping, looking for these steel ingots, just so terrified of these things it was ugh. it was horrible yeah they are they are terrifying in fact trog terrifying frog trog i mean it makes sense right ah, i was gonna say what what does that term come from what does that mean <laughs> think, yeah it comes from yeah. <laughs> oh that's terrible come on all right. Um, but I just wanted to mention there? just a few other little things with that. So after that, when they talked about the Beyond, they talked uh-huh. a little bit about Nickel World on tour. We know that's the next big event coming, and that's going to be the first major event done by Double Eleven, uh, the supplemental studio who's doing, you know, helping to work on content for Seventy Six. And they have some of the stuff they've done we've already seen in game, but this is the big thing that is like their baby. So that's Nickel World on tour, and that's a big world event coming. End of the okay. year, including a new world boss. So just like we have oh. Earl and Scorch Beast Queen, we'll get a new world boss with that. Oh, that's fun. Cool. Yeah. Also, they mentioned at some point in the future, they are coming up with a free cam mode for building. Now, oh. this is huge. So you know how when you're building, first of all, you can stand in one place and move the building things by holding down the right button and you know moving stuff around. But a lot of people don't even realize that and they're moving their feet everywhere. But it's still, even if you use the controls to be able to move the item you're building with, you still have a fixed camera, fixed point of view. You kind of have to look way up or way down and it's hard to build. They're going to go with free cam building like many other games have. So your character is going to stand in one place and you can zoom around your build area, build your heart's content without, without having to build stairs three stories up to Bitwork in her tower, stuff like that. Like Ray decorating your Mothman church falling off a few times, you know, mm-hmm. no longer a problem. So <laughs> they don't have an actual date on that yet, but I had heard about this coming and I was excited to hear them announce it. If they're actually willing to announce it, then that is, uh, that's a big deal. It, hopefully it'll be this year. Yeah, it wouldn't have been so bad, except I was on the side of a cliff overlooking the white spring. <laughs> and so it was about a, you know, 30 second drop. So. <laughs> So you have an interesting question here. So we've got um, with the pit, you know, pit is happening. Andrew, I believe you're asking, can you do expeditions and custom? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know that they've answered that. And I might need to rewatch the interview to find out. 
I would say that, yes, you can, because this all does exist in custom. But when you actually travel to the pit, I don't think your custom world settings would still apply. That's the part I don't know. Interesting. And then you just wouldn't really benefit from any of the rewards. Right. There's that, too. Because it would be locked into your custom world. And I don't know if they've changed it, but when I played the PTS the prices for the the stamp dealer were just really exorbitant yeah they're still high they've improved the rewards though because you played it the first like in the first couple weeks Mm -hmm. it was on the pts right so they have improved the rewards where you get more legendaries you get more stamps you're guaranteed stamps at a a slightly higher rate and such so they haven't lowered the prices but they have increased the reward um so that every time you do it you should get something pretty Mm -hmm. you know pretty decent working towards a goal um I wonder, it may actually be transferable because you know how stuff for the scoreboard is transferable now. Items wouldn't be, but I wonder if the currency would be. I, I, I just I don't, don't think know. so. Probably not. I don't think currency would transfer. Yeah, because bullion you earn doesn't transfer, right? There's, no. Oh, I'm so angry that they've added another currency. That's just what this game <laughs> needed. Another form of currency. Splendid. I love it. Love that for us. You know, I actually don't mind. I know Andrew hates it too. I, I know everybody does, but it's such a specific thing. You know, as long as the currency is like one currency, one use, I don't mind it as much, you know, because it's not like it's burning a hole in my wallet. It's just there when I want to do this one thing. It just seems like a, hmm, I don't want to get mean, but almost like an uncreative repetitive way just to introduce new stuff to the game well here's an how how dare they complain there's not new so we gave them yet another thing to collect a new thing to do with the new Mm -hmm. money thing and i was like oh jesus i don't know it targets people like me who have that little lizard brain trigger i must get all those things and andrew shiny things must get them must get the shiny things and i just I don't like being victimized by my entertainment. I'm so sorry, you guys. And it is doing it for a lot of people. I mean, I was talking to I was talking to some people on Facebook earlier today. Same situation. They're like, I have three accounts. And I mean, that is the thing. You know, a couple of my operatives at UWN have two or three accounts. I mean, I do, but I don't bother grinding on PC. But some of them feel like they have to grind on all three accounts to get the board, get the things. You know, they're putting in two hours a day on average just to keep up with the Joneses on three accounts. And it's like, no, it's I get it. And I know they're doing that to you, and I am sorry. God, I can't imagine feeling the triplicate of this, like the 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 weight of the scoreboard sitting on my chest every day. I can't imagine that in triplicate. That's I insane. I could never. I could never. Yep. And and some of these people do. Like I, I mean, I talk to them regularly. Oh, my my guy Hat. So one of our officers at UWN, he's got multiple accounts, like I'm saying. And he was just a bit sad last night. He's like, Jess, I haven't finished scoreboard on Xbox. Like, but he's done it on PlayStation. <laughs> you know, he's done it here and there. And like, gosh, how do you keep up on all of these? You know. Can't. So anyway, you can't. That is coming. They talked about Nuka World on tour and Double Eleven. They talked about some of the other modes coming. Um, there's stuff to look forward to. But another thing that came up and something, you know, I'd kind of asked before at a previous event is, okay, Expeditions is here. We know the pit's coming up. They've already said, yes, they are working on the next Expedition. That is in process too. So Expeditions look like, oh, is this the main way to give us new story and content going forward? Is this what it's going to be, this end game grind? Which by the way, even though you guys are complaining about how it 
is something shiny that you guys feel compelled you have to get. This mm-hmm. is also what the game has been lacking in a lot of ways. People oh, yes. like end game content to grind and something to work for. And making it harder and so you actually have to work for it is good for those people. Yeah. And you just have to step back and realize, just take your time. It doesn't matter. There's at least no time limit on this one like a scoreboard. And you know, as we all know that those people need something to do, otherwise they turn their attention toward you. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. And so we keep them occupied so they don't start yelling at us about new content. Yeah. Exactly. But beyond that, it, it has been asked, um, you know, is this the main way for story going forward? And the answer to that is no. Uh, yes, this is a system that's part of the game. Yes, it's going to continue just like seasons are continuing. But do expect more story and quest content a la Steel Dawn, Steel Rain, or even a la Wastelanders. Maybe not as transformative as Wastelanders, of course. Wow. Yeah. But they are still looking at that sort of thing. Or even like Wild Appalachia style, where you get the whole lying low quest line put in. They want you to know there will be characters and stories and quests added separate from expeditions. There will be expeditions and there will be new world events like Nuka World and Tour coming in. Like what they've done this year, adding aliens, adding Mothman Equinox, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So you're getting these three main pillars. And then also new daily ops with enemy types and stuff like that for people who enjoy that. Daily ops are the, the biggest just log in and grind XP. I like daily ops. I do too. I do too. As long as you got somebody to play with. I mean, they're fine on your own in custom, but. You uh, like daily ops in comparison to um, nuclear winter, Shalene? Uh, I mean, they're very different. I don't think they really compare to each other at all. Uh, I miss nuclear winter. Me too. Amen. Yeah. It's just sort of a, I didn't mean like they are similar things. It's just like there's, they also, they just kind of seem outside of the normal game map yeah. like things to do yeah. off off of the i see you know. what you're saying there yeah i i really do miss nuclear winter yeah i was just thinking about that the other day jess keeps posting pictures of her damn turkey <gasps> and i'm like oh turkey it's i always associate that turkey with nuclear winter nuclear specifically. winter yeah, me too yeah I think about it regularly, and yes, I associate my trek in nuclear winter too. I associate it with a couple of things, like I associate it with meat week and nuclear winter, and just being silly and wanting to fight people. Well, also, so. you posted an awesome picture of you doing a cannonball into Charlie's tub. <laughs> yeah, that was Charlie doing the cannonball. Great. I was basting, but that was so great. The background was this beautiful orange splash that looked like the nuclear winter fire flame ring coming in on you and i was uh, it just reminded me that you had the turkey yeah. and the flames behind it was just crazy was just like, a beautiful autumnal day yeah very nice totally totally but you know we all want it and i mean i know i admit i poke the bear sometimes like when we had the 13 hours of maintenance <laughs> the other day i'm like maybe they're giving us back nuclear winter like it's coming I, mean, I know back. i shouldn't have done that but <laughs> yeah a girl can dare to dream right <laughs> she can poke bears that's for sure so just a little more iguana bits for you while we're on yep. the subject. Yep. So I mentioned it with QuakeCon. We got all the official stuff. <clears throat> check check the Bethesda YouTube channel if you want for VODs because they are uploading some of the specials and different things as separate things you can watch on their official uh, Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda Softworks, I think, is the YouTube site. I'm forgetting right now, but you just look up Bethesda on YouTube. You'll find them. Um, but also there's community stuff all weekend. So QuakeCon is very much a community event on the Discord and also on Twitch because it's not in person still this year. And for all their games, you know, talking Quake, Doom, all that, but also Fallout and Elder Scrolls. So a couple of things to look for on the Fallout 76 side. Well, they did the Apocalypse Squares. Let's see, tomorrow. So today we did Dweller Drop, and that's the fun, like, lawn darts with a 
with vault dwellers jumping and landing on things for score. That's a really good time. That was today. But tomorrow during the day, uh, if you want to watch some of that content, it's twitch.tv slash QuakeCon community is the uh, is the URL, QuakeCon community. It's the official QuakeCon stream on Twitch. And you can see Apocalypse Squares, which is the one I did last winter. Uh, this is this is not the same one. This is a new one. And with a bunch of voice actors jumping in. Which can I, really I, I can only assume is a play on Hollywood Squares. Right? Yeah, right, it's right, totally right, like right. Hollywood Squares. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't know if you watched the one we did last winter. Who, but... who gets to play Paul Lynn? <laughs> Center Square is Wes Johnson. Very He's nice. The voice of Fox, Silver Shroud, That's you know, Wes Johnson. Cool. Wow. Good job. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we are doing with the Gacho tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're going to do our Claude cooking competition. So I'll be a judge this time because after failing to win three times, I am eminently qualified to identify a losing <laughs> meal. So I'll, I'll be judging. And of course, Shreds will be hosting and Got some great competitors going to be on PC. That'll be fun. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. And then there's a Junkashine run at night. And that's the one uh, that we've hosted before that is essentially a Nukashine run, but you got to pick up as much junk as you can and bring it back. Mm, so you make the nice. decision, is it worth the extra weight for all these weights or is it better to get back multiple times? That's a good time. Very cool. Right on. Yeah. So those are my iguana bits, just QuakeCon stuff. Excited for the next update. And taking a look at Reddit top stories, let's see, what have we got going on? There's a really cool article on lesser known Easter eggs I would say people should check out. Here's a cool tidbit from it. I wanted to let people know about this. So, you know, I love checking the Reddit top stories for Iguana Bits. And here we go. Did you guys know that the actual uh, fraternities at uh, WVU, so West Virginia University, which is VTU in our game, you know how in our version, how they split off and kind of did their own thing. And then they started the, um, the Nuka Shine mm-hmm. and that whole storyline with the fraternities. Well, if you go into um, the pie house and you go to the terminal there, let me just see what's the name of the terminal. I think it's called Ted's Terminal. Checking, checking. Yes, Ted's Terminal. You go in and you check an article, monthly newsletter. Here's the text of it. It says, greetings, fellow Pi Moo brothers. Here are your monthly updates. The so-called authorities at vault U have invented a bunch of totally false charges against us because they don't like how hard we party. So what does this mean to you? Absolutely nothing. We're trashing their notices and have this plan to totally not be involved with the school anymore. And we're going to own the pie house ourselves now. How cool is that? Okay. So this is like, okay, great. They did their thing. And that's how they're holding these parties. They're separate from the university. This actually happened in real life. A bunch of the fraternities at, at West Vault University, when they tried to crack down on partying, separated bought their own buildings and just kept on partying. That's Hilarious brilliant. to have that in re- actually in the game. And there are a number of other things on there about fun little Easter eggs. That was a fun thing. And then there's, you know, there's the usual camp locations. Let's see anything else really exciting in the top 10. No, just people super excited about the pit. Okay. Yeah. Hype the is happening, you guys. Pit. It's real. It's <laughs> happening. Oh, the one other one. The one other one was actually really neat. It's about the concept art, how when they were designing mutations for the game, and I think we might have talked about this a couple of years ago, but you know how we can get the talents mutation and we get the, you know, adrenal reaction mutation. And yet physically, we don't look any different. During the design phase and the concept art, they actually had concepts of the characters physically changing. That getting, would be so cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Like bigger and bulkier, like a super mutant mm-hmm. or like growing like mole rat style teeth, like just... 
I mean, yeah, yeah, that would be really funny. And we have that so a little bit, especially in the with all the ones that you stack on top. So, mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, and that's maybe that's why they didn't do it. It's because they realized, yeah, people would be using all of them. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would, would be homunculus, kangaroo with lizard skin, and it would make yeah. a lot more sense though when you go to the Brotherhood of Steel and they're like, "Oh, are they even going to let you in with those mutations? How do they know? How do they know I'm mutated?" As you know, because you smell like a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can I mean, smell the radiation on you. Ridiculous. Exactly, darn muties. Yeah, those are those are my bits. Very nice. Thank you for showing me your bits, Jess. <laughs> um, I think we shall push our uh, this week's version of business bygones until uh, next episode. So look forward to uh, that next week guys um shalene i just wanted to ask you uh quickly on our way out the door here what you guys have going on in the game stack slash we just love games world i i see you guys might be on your uh your summer hiatus right now yeah um i uh I was late at work today, uh, getting ready for vacation. So I wasn't able to make game stack today. And of course I'm, I'm traveling, so I won't be here next Friday either, but, um, things are, are pretty standard in the world of game stack. We're still, still doing our weekly thing, except for these two weeks and, uh, having a great time. So wonderful. Well, general gaming news and, and gameplay shenanigans. It's wonderful. And you had Rick back um, after he was gone for a a little bit, you know, had a busy summer. Rick was back on a couple weeks ago, right? He was. It was fun having him back. Yeah, we'd missed him. So hopefully things will slow down for him and he'll be able to be on more often. Great. Well, uh, check out uh, updates over there on Twitter at we just love games for all of your game stack updates you can also find her at dames who game and most importantly at shalene l shalene thanks so much for hopping on tonight it's wonderful to speak with you again thank you for having me i always love joining you guys so much fun you can find him and all of his no man's sky needs over at bbc ISSS for the butcher baker and candle maker in space show also at ray lb ray thanks so much good times you can find her at you wastelanders also at dames who game and at sleep is for tea jess Thank you so much for hopping on. Thanks, Andrew. You can find me at Indie Android. The show is at the Fallout Feed. I would like to thank everyone for downloading this edition of the Fallout Feed, and we will see you in the wasteland. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play-along character with us, the show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com. For the roundtable schedule, our Amazon link, and all other show information, please head on over to asapodcasting.com. Where you will find the Fallout Feed, the Skyrimatic Podcast, our YouTube channel, the Chatterbox, as well as other content. Once again, thank you for downloading, and we'll see you in the wasteland. 
doodling around, tootling along, doodling around, tootling along, doodling around, tootling along, doodling around, tootling along.